Welcome to the Authority of Love. My name is Greg Williams, and thanks again for joining us on this broadcast. Or if you're watching on podcast or video, we certainly appreciate it and ask you to share it if you think that would be uh, something that the Lord's leading you to do to help others. I trust you had a, a wonderful first week to the new year and are looking forward to all the Lord has in store for you in this upcoming days, weeks, months, and the year. That's just it, though, isn't it? Can we trust God for what's ahead? I can't see it. I know what I'd like and how I'd like for it to turn out, but I don't know. Today's message looks back at last week's episode entitled, Keep to the Point, which was on Thursday of last week, and ask us a poignant question that has everything to do with our faith. Now, you can check out the previous messages on podcast or video. Go to loveandlordship.com, www.loveandlordship.com. And you'll find, uh, you can watch, listen, or read, or you can click on the Vimeo icon or the Podbean, those two in particular, and you'll find these and many other videos and podcasts. So love to have you uh, give us some feedback on that. You can do that by contacting me at Love and Lordship, L-O-V-E-A-N-D, Lordship, L-O-R-D-S-H-I-P. Spell it all out and put it together, loveandlordship at gmail.com. And you can uh, let me know what you think, questions, comments. Love to engage with you. And thank you for those who have done so with your great questions, your comments, your encouragement. I certainly appreciate it. Now, as I mentioned earlier in one of our episodes last week, I talked about how God's word calls us to stay on point. And that point was making sure that we are following his word and doing all things for his glory rather than for the applause and the glory and the praise of men or others. Now, this certainly requires something that we've talked about many times before on the authority of love, which is the call for us to die to self. Today's message takes our faith a step or two further and asks us to walk and trust when we can't see. After all, that is literally the definition of faith found in Hebrews 11.1. 1. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. In other words, I'm believing for what I know the Lord will do, even though I don't see any part of it. And I believe when he says it by his word in truth, even when I can't see the outcome. A few verses later, in that same chapter known as the Hall of Faith, Hebrews chapter 11, we find the anchor text for today's message, Will you go without knowing? And in Hebrews 11.8, Oswald Chambers begins this devotional by saying, He went out not knowing where he went. Hmm. Isn't that faith? <laughs> have you ever been out in this way? Or I'll ask it this way. Have you gone out without knowing where you were going? If so... There's no logical statement possible when someone asks, what you doing? Where are you going? One of the difficulties in Christian work and Christian life is this question. What do you expect to do? This is Oswald Chambers talking now in the devotional. You do not know what you're going to do. The only thing you know is that God knows what he's doing. That is the ultimate question when it comes to faith. Are you trusting in him no matter what? 
Or are you expecting or requiring God to give you some heads up so you'll have a better understanding? You see, when we approach our walk with God in faith in this way, it's more about us. I need to know a little more. I need to have a better understanding. Show me a little bit or show me a lot of it so I can make my decision. That becomes more about us and what we desire and are willing to do rather than what he's called or calling us to do. The devotional continues, continually revise your attitude towards God and see if it is going out of everything, trusting in God entirely. It is this very attitude that keeps you in perpetual wonder. You do not know what God is going to do next. Each morning you wake up is, is to be a going out, a stepping out, building in confidence on God. Not the circumstances, not what I can see, not what I think might happen based upon what I do know, but complete confidence and trust and faith in God. Take no thought for your life, nor yet for your body. Take no thought for the things for which you did take thought before you went out or began to step out in faith. Have you been asking God what he's going to do? He will never tell you. God does not tell you what he's going to do. He reveals to you who he is. Do you believe in a miracle-working God? And will you go out and surrender to him? Until you are not surprised at an, an atom, Oswald Chambers says, literally in the least bit at anything he does. You see, each time I, I read this paragraph, these screech these three scripture texts always come to mind. So I want to just share them and for the most part, let them speak for themselves. Jeremiah 29, 13 says, And you will seek me and find me when you search for me with all your heart. Are you seeking and searching for him or what he can give you? Matthew 6, 33 says it this way, But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness and all these other things will be added to you or provided for you. But it's not what you can see or what you know, what you desire. It's in line with what God knows is best. Are you more caught up in what you think you need or in living with him as king and lord of your life and walking according to what is right according to his truth? Let me ask that again. Are you more caught up in what you think you need or in living with him as king and lord of your life, and then walking out what is right according to his truth. And then finally, here's another one about our, our surrender, our total surrender in faith. Romans 12, 1 and 2. All these are some of my favorites. Therefore, I urge you, I beg you, I plead with you, brothers and sisters, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living and holy sacrifice acceptable to God, which is your spiritual act or service of worship. That's just reasonable. And then verse 2 says, and do not be conformed to this world. This is what it looks like to step out and be a living sacrifice. Don't be conformed to this world, but be transformed. The Greek there is be being continually transformed by the renewing of your mind so that you may prove what the will of God is, that which is good and acceptable and perfect. You see, each of these requires us to keep our focus, our seeking, our hearts set on God and Him alone. Not on what He can do for us, what His will for us is, 
i.e. what we get out of it, the focus is entirely on him, his heart, his kingdom, his righteousness and will. Can you trust him to take care of the rest? Or is there always something in it for you when you're going out for him? Oswald Chambers continues, Suppose God is the God you know him to be when you are nearest to him. What an impertinence worry is. And remember, worry is one of the greatest sins because it is a blatant lack of faith. Chambers again, let the attitude of the life be a continual going out in dependence upon God, and your life will have an ineffable charm about it, which is a satisfaction to Jesus. And I say this, why? Because he's your focus. Not what he can give you or what he can do for you. And that's a big difference. That's where worry and anxiety comes in and that ineffable charm is lost. The devotion closes with this. You have to learn to go out of convictions, out of creeds, out of experiences until so far as your faith is concerned, there is nothing between you and God. Folks, this includes even the good things that it's okay to have and even ask for. But real faith requires us to place Him, our seeking for Him, our knowing and loving Him above all else, everything else. That's how we are to go out. That's how we are to daily live our lives. All for His sake, His honor, His kingdom and glory. When the Lord asks you to go out for Him, in other words, live your life for Him, do you say, sure, Lord, as long as it's on my terms? Or do you go without knowing? That's real faith. Our food for thought in line with today's message. When you pray, what does that look like? What's the focus of your prayers and the desires of your heart, your heart that is expressed in those prayers? Are they about honoring God and simply seeking Him and His heart? Are they more a wish list for the genie in the sky to you, for you to get what you want? Learn to trust God in all things, even and especially in your prayers, seeking and studying and, and then watch what he does in your life and through your life. Remember the walk with God that he desires for you and knows is best for you means there can be nothing between you and him. Even those things that are good and right are best received by faith in his will and timing rather than at your demand. Are you going out for him? In other words, is your life a result of your seeking him and then being spent for him? Here's our love in action items. You know the first two if you've been listening, and if not, you'll, you'll get to know them. Number one, spend time with God in his word and prayer and listening to him every day. Begin with the scriptures in this message. And then number two, ask the Holy Spirit to teach you. It's one of his roles. He will. Number three, Write about what you've been taught in your experience in church or churches about seeking the Lord in his heart, his will, his kingdom, and righteousness, or whether it's been what he has in store for you and how you can ask and make it all work the way you want. That tends to be the way the most of our affective theology and messages and sermons today are geared toward. Number four, ask the Spirit to show you what it means to surrender to His will and to go out in faith without knowing anything other than the reality that you're seeking and walking with Him. Journal 
what he reveals to you as you spend time in his word and prayer along these lines. Now, in tomorrow's episode, we're going to find out why we can't go out for the Lord on our terms. It requires faith and a continual maturing in that faith through his word and spirit and in prayer. That's why those first two love and action items are always there. You don't want to miss it. And be sure to invite family, friends, loved ones, even enemies, so we can all hear more about God's word, his truth, and grace and love. I pray that's what you're hearing and it's impacting your life and those that you impact for his kingdom and glory. Now, remember, you can find out a lot more at loveandlordship.com. Love and Lordship. Spell it all out. Put it together. Love, A-N-D, Lordship.com. There's an there's a icon of our book there if you'd like that. Or you can search for it on Amazon, but make sure it's the authority of love. Second, S-E-C-O-N-D. Spell that out. It'll take you right to it. And uh, love to know what you think about that. Let me know at loveandlordship at gmail.com. You, if you'd like to donate, you can do so. There's a Give tab there. Uh, it takes a minute or two. All donations are tax deductible. And we greatly appreciate that you are seeing us as a kingdom ministry bringing him glory. And if it's not us, keep praying until he shows you who to give to and who to partner with. And then be obedient out of love for him and follow through, whoever that may be. All right. You can also give mobily, cash.app, A-P-P, forward slash, Dollar sign, love and lordship, all spelled out and together, both else capital. And you can give by mail, send it to love and lordship, make the check out to that, 324 Timothy Drive, Nicholasville, Kentucky, 40356. Thanks again for joining us. Thanks for your prayers. Thanks always to the Lord. Make it a great day and God bless in Christ. Stay tuned for Bill Reeser and Encounter, my good friend there. Right after this show and at 1245, Greg Horn and Hope is here. I'm Greg Williams, and you're listening to The Authority of 